When you're a mom of little ones, like babies and toddlers, or maybe you're even pregnant, it can totally feel like you're drowning, right? There are so many things that feel out of your control, especially with your body, and it can become really discouraging. Maybe you're gaining weight like crazy, or the methods of weight loss that you used before are simply not working anymore, and your body just might feel broken and messed up and kind of out of control. If you've dealt with any of those things, any of those feelings, you're going to want to listen to this story today. I am getting an opportunity to chat with Mary Jo, a fellow mom who's dealt with all of this too. She's actually a mom to six little ones between the ages of one and 12, and she's pregnant with her seventh. Mary Jo and I actually started working together about five years ago when she was experiencing all those feelings of discouragement and frustration about her body. She was looking for some custom training with me just because she wanted some solutions, but what she ended up getting is just a complete shift in her mindset about her body. I can't wait for you to hear her story about major weight loss and then major weight gain, how she felt when she was really skinny, and she's super honest about it, by the way, and how she feels about her body now after so many years being pregnant and or nursing. And make sure to stick around to the end because she's dropping some wisdom on how she makes her workouts happen with all those little ones around. So if she can do it, I bet you can do it too. All right, let's get to it. Welcome to the Strong Mamas Podcast, where we're talking about our fitness and food choices as moms in real life and in light of our faith as Christ followers. I'm your host, Megan Dahlman, and together we'll be exploring what it means to be a healthy, strong mama in the middle of a culture that's obsessed with vanity. This podcast is all about helping and equipping you to take better care of yourself and the ones you love. Well, Mary Jo, thank you so much for coming on the Strong Mamas podcast. I am just so excited to chat with you today because you've got a lot of stories and you are an experienced mama. I would love to know. Well, first of all, tell us how many kids you have. Uh, I'm expecting my seventh baby in October. Oh my goodness. And there were no twins in there, right? You had seven. Yeah. So you, this is your seventh pregnancy. Cause I have another friend who has seven kids and she has a set of twins in there. So (laughs) six pregnancies, but right. Wow. Oh my goodness. So what are their ages? Uh, Let's see. 12, 10, eight, five, three. My youngest will be two in June and then the baby. Oh my goodness. Wow. And how far are you along with your seventh right now? 20 weeks. Okay. You're halfway there. Things are feeling okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A little tired. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I know that we have something in common. We both have a son named Calvin, right? Yep. Oh my gosh. So fun. So which is he, which, which is your Calvin? My Calvin's my oldest. He's 10. Which is your Calvin? He is my fifth and he's three. Okay. And the names of your other kids? Katie, Benjamin, Joshua, Josephine, and then Calvin, Riley. And we don't know the new baby's gender yet. So we don't have a name picked out. Okay. Are you going to find out the gender? Yep. Next week. Oh my gosh. What do you think? What do you think you're having? I think probably girl, uh, just based on my symptoms so far. Okay. My girl pregnancies and my boy pregnancies have been pretty different. So. 
Interesting. Okay. Because I feel like you've had enough pregnancies to like be able to compare. <laughs> Cause I think, for, yeah. you know, I've only been pregnant twice, um, or carried full term twice. And so like, and I just had boys both those times. So I don't really know. I didn't know the way different, if it felt any different. So how are you experiencing things different between girls versus boys? The main difference is, uh, during morning sickness with the girls, I've been kind of sick all day. And with the boys, it came more in waves. Ah, okay. So the girls just kind of like slam you hard all day long (laughs) 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 and the boys just come in like balls of fury. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty pretty typical. Yeah. I feel like that kind of is, is the way it probably goes from there on out too. (laughs) I love it. Well, you are an amazing mom and I'm sure you could have, you could tell us so many stories just about your experience with homeschooling and, um, being a mom with them all day long with so many children. But what I really want to hear most about is just your experience with the ups and downs in your body through all these years, being pregnant, nursing. And cause I know how, how many years has it been now that you've been either pregnant or nursing at any given time? Um, let's see. I got pregnant with my first in June of 2009. And since then there has been one four month window that I wasn't pregnant nursing or both. So, wow. (laughs) So about 13 years. Are you looking forward to the time that you're not pregnant or nursing, or is this so part of you now that you're almost dreading not being there anymore? I think I will miss it when it's over. I really love being pregnant and having tiny babies and watching them grow. It's definitely been one of the greatest joys of my life. And it's kind of hard to imagine being out of, (laughs) out of that season entirely. For sure. Out of like baby making mode, (laughs) (laughs) baby growing, baby feeding mode. It's yeah, it's quite a season. So tell me how how it was with your first pregnancies compared to your last ones and specifically maybe how you felt about your body with the first couple of pregnancies. Cause I know in the beginning when you're first pregnant, maybe even the first time it all feels so new and so jarring and (laughs) scary that so many crazy things are happening to your body that feel out of control. And So I would love to just hear your wisdom and insight of how you experienced it with your first pregnancy, maybe your first couple compared to these most recent ones. So with my first, I was newly married and pretty young and I felt fine about the changes in my body during pregnancy. I was so excited to be pregnant, Mm -hmm. so excited to be a mom. Um, and I, kind of just assumed that whatever changes happened would go away after, after the baby came. Um, I wasn't really expecting to have to work hard to get, I guess, get my body back. Um, and then maybe even not ever have it back exactly how it was before. Um, so I didn't, I didn't feel overly concerned about, about the changes while I was pregnant. Um, And then once I had my second and he was born, I was like, okay, well, I 
I'm going to have to do something or (laughs) nothing's going to change. So I started counting calories and doing this postpartum workout DVD series that I found on Amazon. Um, Okay. And so I did that pretty consistently until I was pregnant with my third. What were you trying to achieve with that? Did you feel like you had gained a lot of weight that you were trying to lose? Did you feel like you were out of shape? Like what was the, what was the result that you were hoping for through that? I would say weight loss was my primary goal. I, I knew we knew we wanted a large family and I knew I needed to be intentional about at least maintaining my core and pelvic floor if my body was going to make it through having many children. So you were Um, aware of that mm because there's a lot of moms that they'll get pregnant or be nursing. And it's like, I had no idea that my core and pelvic floor would be taking a hit. (laughs) (laughs) So you were aware. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at least, at least to some degree, I probably just came across the right blogs at the right time or something, but sure. Um, I would say weight loss was my primary goal. Okay. How important was that for you during that time? Did you feel like you were just casually trying to like, Oh, if it happens, it happens, that would be great. But was it kind of this aggressive thing? Like you were really wanting to lose a lot of weight and doing whatever it could to, to get you there. I was fairly aggressive with it. Um, I didn't really ever deviate from the plan I was on over the course of, you know, months and months. Um, and it was probably more important to me than it should have been. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And so then comparing like how you approached your pregnancies then or recovery from pregnancies, then how did that change with each consecutive pregnancy? Cause you would, you were pregnant and then you'd be nursing and then you'd get pregnant again. And I'm assuming you just didn't really have the time to perhaps aggressively try to lose whatever weight you were hoping to lose. Like it probably just, you would be pregnant again. <laughs> Let's see. Um, the first couple of times I got pregnant when my babies were a year old. So I did have some time. Okay. And I would say I steadily lost weight after my second and after my third. And then after my third, I got sick with gallbladder disease. Oh. And um, so then it was about a year where I couldn't really eat fat or starches without having a lot of pain. Sure. So I lost a lot of weight then. Okay. <laughs> um, was that a healthy weight loss or what was that experience like? No, it was not healthy. By the end of that time, I was underweight. Uh, I was not having a cycle, even though my baby was two at that point. Okay. Uh, I lost a lot of hair. Um, I really loved being skinny because that Mm. was something I had wanted for a really long time. And I don't think I recognized that the weight itself was unhealthy. I was just really excited to go to the store and buy size small things for the first time. Yeah. That's a really interesting point. The fact that you had achieved like this level of skinniness that maybe you always were wanting and you were enjoying it in the moment, but you pull out kind of, you zoom back out and you realize, and I've talked to you about this before looking back, you realize that you weren't, that wasn't healthy. No, I am a, a fairly classic endomorph and God sure. did not make me to wear size extra small. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I mean, obviously the fact that I wasn't having a cycle and I was losing a lot of hair, like those are all indicators that your body is not healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, even though 
it looked more the way I would have preferred at the time. During that time, were you ignoring those symptoms? Like, was it easy to overlook like, okay, I don't have a cycle. I'm losing a bunch of hair. Were you overly concerned or were you just really excited that you were skinny, that you were wearing size extra small? (laughs) I was mostly excited about being skinny. I mean, the way I was eating, I hadn't really chosen to eat that way specifically to lose weight. I was just eating foods that I could tolerate without being in pain. Yeah. So it didn't really feel like I had a lot of options. Um, but yeah, I think I overlooked things and was mainly just really focused on how excited I was about being skinny. Mm-hmm. So what and I changed? Definitely wasn't, what changed? Well, um, after about a year of working on my gallbladder stuff, I started being able to eat a more normal diet and I was still pretty cautious with what I ate. And I would say I was eating a fairly healthy diet. Um, but I got pregnant with my fourth baby and I gained a ton of weight that pregnancy. Okay. Um, and that was a really difficult pregnancy too, right? Difficult. Was that, was that Josephine? That was really, yeah, (laughs) I'm remembering there was one in there that was, that really threw you for a loop. Was that her? Yes, it was. Okay. Um, Tell me more about that. I think the weight was kind of the main thing that made the pregnancy feel really difficult. Uh, Because you were skinny or because you had gained a ton of weight during that, like, or all of the above? Well, gaining so much weight so fast was really hard. I mean, it was kind of emotionally difficult. I mean, cause I had kind of achieved this thing that I had wanted for so long and then it was just gone Yeah, and it sort of felt out of my control. I mean, I was eating carefully. I even tried while I was pregnant, restricting my calories, okay. cutting carbs, like doing things to try to slow down the weight gain and it just didn't work. <laughs> and, mm. um, I was very disturbed by how much weight I gained. And then once she was born, things I had tried, I had done in the past to lose weight we're not working anymore. The weight just would not budge. So, Hmm. so what was the solution that you were trying? What were some of those solutions that you were trying to use still calorie counting, still restricting carbohydrates, that kind of thing? Yeah. We have mainly calorie counting and low carb diet. Okay. Was that pretty tedious? I can't even imagine trying to do that (laughs) with like a newborn and a bunch of toddlers. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm fairly goal oriented. So when I get in my head that I'm going to do something, I will usually follow through with it Mm -hmm. uh, for the most part. Um, So when I got into a rhythm with it, I would stick to it, um, but it it didn't work like it did before. And that was really discouraging. Sure. So you were feeling all these like feelings of discouragement about your body because it was like you went through a season where you were able to really control it and it was responding things were changing mm-hmm. it. You lost a lot of weight. You're kind of ignoring the fact that it wasn't necessarily healthy. And then you got pregnant again and it was like, Whoa, totally out of your control. So what were some of the emotions that you were feeling about your body during that season when it was just continuing to gain weight? Um, and you weren't able to lose any of the weight. What were some of those things that you were feeling? I really hated my body. Really? Like I hated looking in the mirror. I hated the way I looked in clothes. I was really upset that I couldn't 
I mean, to an extent, it felt like it was out of my control and I was trying all the things that had worked before and they weren't working and I didn't feel good and I was emotional and I just wanted it back. I just wanted to fit back into my size four skinny jeans. (laughs) I think a lot of moms listening could probably relate to that feeling of just hating your body and, and almost being desperate, you know, like seriously, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Like I'll do whatever. And you were trying, but it wasn't working. Yeah. So I can imagine like along with that hatred, just these feelings of like maybe brokenness, like what should be working is not working. Yeah. It was really emotional and frustrating. So what changed? Because I know that you're not you wouldn't say that you're there anymore. Something changed no. along the way. <laughs> yeah. So you're um, feeling, you're definitely not in a position where you would say that you hate your body anymore. I feel like you've come a long way. God has worked in your heart and, and changed things. So what changed? Um, well, let's see when Josephine was about seven months old, I had my first coaching call with you. Oh, and, um, I would say, so why did you get in touch with me? I'm trying to remember because this was a few years ago. You reached out to me and what were you hoping to achieve? I felt like maybe if we customized something, if I talked to somebody who knew what they were doing and had kind of a customized plan, so maybe that would work. Um, Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So I heard a friend, a friend of mine told me about you and I contacted you right away. Um, so I would say over the years we've worked together, obviously I've had two babies and I'm growing a third since then, Mm -hmm. but I never even heard of like body types. Um, and I definitely, when I would exercise, the goal was weight loss. It was always weight loss. It was never to be strong or functional, uh, other than some focus on my core and pelvic floor um, sure. between babies. Yeah, you always um, had that little bit of awareness about the function there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was the classic endomorph working out with the two pound pink dumbbells, mm-hmm. hoping for some <laughs> results. Yep. Some toning, a little bit of yeah. leaning up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And definitely uh, through my time working with you, I have grown to appreciate that God did not make me to be teeny tiny. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's not like every time I look in the mirror, I feel like I'm exactly where I want to be, or there's no discontentment, but I've definitely wholeheartedly accepted that God made me a certain way and, Mm. and that's fine. And it might not be exactly what I pictured myself looking like as a teenager and a young 20 something, Uh, but it's fine and even beautiful in its own way. Hey, so when I had my two boys several years ago, they were some of the hardest days of my life. 
As a new mom, I felt isolated and stuck with a body that was completely foreign to me. I so wish I had someone there with me every day, telling me I was doing a good job and also teaching me what I could safely do to help move my body forward. Instead, I tried to frantically fix my body and it was too much, especially on my abs, my pelvic floor, and even my fragile heart. And I paid the price for a while. Fortunately, since then, I've learned exactly what a postpartum mama can and should do for her body, whether she's two weeks postpartum or several years postpartum. I have coached many moms along this exact process, and I want to help you too. It's taken me quite a few years to pull all the pieces of this together, but I am so excited to share something brand new with you. The exact same process and methods that I have used to personally train postpartum moms is now available to everyone in one complete program called Postpartum Renew. I'll walk hand in hand with you for 30 days and guide you through exactly what to do for your body each day to heal your diastasis recti, to regain strength and function in your pelvic floor, and to feel like your core and body is ready and strong enough to safely step back into regular workouts. Honestly, it's everything I wish I had had when I had my babies, but I'm so thankful to be able to provide this to you now. So if you're postpartum and know that your body needs help, or you're even pregnant right now and know that you're going to want to do this, click the link in the show notes for Postpartum Renew. You'll be so glad that you did. Like it sounds like that pivotal moment was when you just kind of understood the difference between the different body types. And that was like the impetus for you being able to accept who you are and who your what your body was like, and then just working with it in that way. Yeah, I would say that's true. I think too, there was an element of, um, at some point recognizing that I don't actually have control over the results. I just have control over what I'm doing. And I know that's something I have, you know, you and I have talked about, um, you know, if I'm doing the best I can do, the results are up to God Mm -hmm. and it's going to work out the way he intends it to. And so I guess kind of recognizing that the goal is actually stewarding my body. Well, the goal is not looking a certain way. Yeah. Um, has been a really helpful mindset change. Yeah. Can you imagine what it would have felt like, you know, to go through the last few pregnancies that you have basically four, um, with the first mindset you had with your first few, <laughs> how would have that felt? You know, if the whole time you had the same idea of my body should be a certain way, or I'm supposed to get skinny. It, it definitely would have been hard to maintain any kind of healthy mindset through it. And, and I mean, honestly, I, I feel like to some degree I prioritized the way I wanted to look um, much more than I prioritize other things that are significantly more important. And it's definitely been a process of undoing that mm-hmm. in, you know, in my heart and my yeah. thinking. So what are some of the things that are like, you've noticed have really risen in priority over the last couple of years, kind of that shift where some things went down in priority, other things raised up in priority. What would you say are your top priorities now? Um, I mean, definitely raising godly children and modeling 
godliness in front of them, which I would have always said was, you know, my highest priority. Um, but if you spend a bunch of time complaining about your body around your little girls who are <laughs> built like you, that's not yeah. going to be very good. <laughs> um, yeah. And I would say definitely stewardship versus just being focused on results. Like the goal is to honor God with our body. And you don't necessarily honor God by being skinny, but there are all kinds of things you can use your body uh, for that honor God. Mm -hmm. Like having children or um, being strong so you can take care of the children you have. And um, I mean, this is just a little thing, but we moved in the fall. And I carried the heavy furniture with the guys who were helping us move. And that just felt huge. I was like, look at that. I can lift the heavy beds and the heavy couches. And I don't know, it was, it was fun to use the strength that I've built over the last few years in such a functional way. Mm -hmm. Um, That is so exciting. And like, just so encouraging, like, yes, I'm doing something right. Like, this is so good. (laughs) Yes. This feels so good because I feel like we have this expectation that, okay, with each consecutive pregnancy, I'm just going to have to like, accept the fact that my body is just going to get worse and worse and worse. Like, I'm just going to lose more and more of myself with each pregnancy. I'll have to sacrifice some strength, sacrifice some fitness. And we kind of feel like, well, it's worth it. You know, like I, I want to have more children. And if that's the case, like that that's worth it to me, but we kind of have this expectation that that's what, that's, what's going to happen. But I feel like you're a very good testimony that that has not happened. So what do you feel like are maybe some of your biggest accomplishments in the last couple of years with what your body can do, even though you're on your seventh pregnancy, you've had six full-term pregnancies. Like what, what would you say makes you really excited and happy about that? Your body is able to do obviously the moving, but what else? Um, I don't really ever have to question whether I can keep up with the kids when we're doing things outside or whether I can lift something. Um, you know, we don't like have to get somebody to come and help us move stuff around when we need to move stuff around. I could just do it. Yep. Um, I love and that. that feels good. I'm definitely much stronger at 31 than I was at 18 or 25. Wow. For sure. I have more stamina too. Yeah. I mean, I kind of huff and puff now that I'm pregnant, but in general, (laughs) I have more more stamina than I did. Well, and I know that that doesn't just come overnight. Like this isn't just something like, oh, hey, I changed my attitude and now I'm like a lot stronger, you know, like my mindset changed and then now I'm a strong, healthy, fit woman. You've worked for it. Like you have put in the effort, you've showed up to the workout sessions, you've done the work. So, Mm -hmm. which is no small feat with a bunch of tiny kids. So I think we all need to know (laughs) what your weekly (laughs) schedule looks like. How do you make this happen with so many kids around you? And you are prioritizing your fitness with the chaos around you. Tell us your secrets. (laughs) I mean, my ideal is definitely getting my workouts done early in the morning before the kids are up. Okay. What time do they get up? 
lately it's been around eight. So that's, it's not oh, too nice. hard to, okay, to that's have not a workout bad. done before eight. Yeah. Um, which I guess with homeschooling, they don't, you know, they don't have to be up super early. We can start our day um, sure. whenever they're ready. Um, and, you know, I guess over the years, I've basically made at least getting my two strength training workouts a week as it's just a non-negotiable. So I'm just going to do it. If yeah. it doesn't happen early in the morning, then I just make it happen sometime. Yeah. And it, might be a little chaotic with kids all over the place, or I Mm -hmm. might send them outside or put on a movie or whatever. But I would say, um, at least since I started working with you, so that was what, almost five, five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, for the most part have at least done two strength training workouts a week with very few exceptions. Um, I love that that because I think a lot of people would think like, well, that's not enough. Like that's not going to move the needle. If all I'm doing is like two workouts a week, like, uh, we come from this background or attitude that it's gotta be like five days a week, right? Like it's gotta be a lot, (laughs) but I just love that you have with all the chaos going on, you have maintained consistently two workouts a week for the last like five years, basically. And your body is proof that it works and mm-hmm. you feel strong. Yes. Uh, and there have been seasons. I definitely prefer to do more than two a week, but okay. if you had it your way, how many would you prefer to do? Um, I would probably do, well, you know, I use strong mama's coaching, so I would probably do a, B, C, D every week and then okay. go on like a long walk outside on the off days. Yeah. Yeah. So for those that don't know, A and B are weightlifting. So that's where the, the weights come in. Workout C is just body weight only like strength training workout. And then workout D is kind of like a yoga flow. So more of an active recovery. And yeah, when you kind of get all that in with some movement on the other days, that does feel so good, but does it feel like you're being forced to do this? Like, I'm just thinking of that mentality you had years ago where you're like on this aggressive quest to get skinny, to lose the weight. It just feels like your attitude about even showing up for workouts is just totally different now. Yeah. I really enjoy working out. Um, I mean, there are definitely times where I just push through because I know it's the right thing to do. Like first trimester. Sure. I don't really, I don't really feel like working out <laughs> when I'm <laughs> yeah. in the first trimester, but in general, it is something I really look forward to. And I think that's partly because I'm doing the kind of exercises that my body was made to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to take up jogging when I'm four months postpartum right. or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Lifting weights is definitely my jam. And I didn't know that before. So That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I know we're all works in progress. You know, you're a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. Where do you see yourself? You know, six months from now, you're going to have a newborn, maybe even two years from now, five years from now. Like, can you see yourself just still doing this stuff then? Oh, for sure. I don't really think, I mean, eating pros, working out, they're so ingrained in kind of who I am and the way I live. I just can't imagine a scenario in which those would not be part of my daily life. Yeah, for sure. So what is, 
what is the biggest thing that has surprised you maybe the most about yourself, about you over this last year? It's been a tough year for so many people. Um, and you've gotten pregnant again. Like what is something that you would say, wow, this really surprised myself about me this year? You know, it's kind of a big question. Huh? Okay. So 2020 was a really hard year. I mean, I know it was hard for everybody with COVID and everything. Um, but our family also went through kind of just one really hard thing after another, Yeah. basically from the first week of January until the last week of December. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> at the beginning of 2020, I set out to focus on healing my adrenal fatigue. Okay. Um, which I had some labs done that indicated that I, I, you know, I have adrenal fatigue and hypothyroid. And I was like, this is going to be the year. Well, of course the doctor was like, the most important things you can do are reduce your stress and get plenty of sleep. Um, <laughs> and so, then 2020. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then yeah, 2020 was what it was. So those things didn't really happen. And then starting this year, um, even though I started the year morning sick and exhausted, but it's just been overall such a breath of fresh air. Um, a lot of the situations that we were dealing with have passed and our life is pretty normal. And I don't think I realized how significant the stress and the lack of sleep were in my life until they were not so much a part of my life anymore. Yep. And I have been kind of amazed at just how exhausted I was before compared to now. I don't think I realized what a toll it was taking on me. And you have always said, you know, if you have all the pieces of the puzzle right, but you're not sleeping enough and you're stressed, you're not going to see the results you're looking for. And um, yeah, it's been really a gift to see those last couple puzzle pieces kind of fall into place. I love Um, that. Yeah. What a, what a relief. And to know that, okay, there is so much like kind of what you said earlier, like there is so much that is out of your control with your body, even with your circumstances. And to just know, like, if I just show up each day and just do what I can control and just be only concerned about the things that I know are within my realm of control. And the rest is up to God, leave the rest up to him and he'll take care of it. So if there was one thing that you could just encourage another mom out there that's listening, what is something that you would, you know, want to say to her in all of your wisdom, raising lots of tiny children and and trying to be strong and fit through the stress, through the adrenal fatigue, through, through changes with your body. What is something that you would just want to encourage her with? I would probably say to focus on doing the best you can with what you have right now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you're in a season where you have a bunch of little children, the best you can is going to look a lot different than the best you could do, you know, five years ago. Um, But what we're called to do is honor God with what we have. Mm -hmm. And so with whatever that is, whatever we have right now, um, that's what we need to focus on being faithful with. So, it's really easy to think about, well, if I could only, you know, achieve this goal, then I would be able to do these things. Um, 
And it's just a waste of time to think that way. You know, what can you do today to be faithful, um, to be a faithful mother, to be faithful to the Lord with your body, mm-hmm. with the way you spend your time and just do the best you can today and do whatever the next right thing is and just try to build on that and keep doing whatever the next right thing is. And that will add up over time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you are an incredible testimony of all of those things you just said and just doing the next right thing, doing the small things that add up over time and just being a good steward with what God has given you today and kind of living in the present and not wishing that things were different or looking back to how your body used to be, or looking ahead to once I get past this season, you know, life will get better. And you are just an incredible, incredible testimony of that. And I just appreciate you. And I appreciate all of your wise words as a mother of so many little ones. So thank you so much, Mary Jo, for coming on. I just really appreciate it. This has been such a pleasure having you on the show. You're welcome. It's been fun. What an inspiring mom, right? I just love what she was saying near the end about being called to honor God with what we have, with whatever that is, whatever we have right now, just staying faithful that with that one thing or with those few things. It's so easy to think that if I just achieve this goal, once I get there, once I arrive, then I'm going to be able to do all these things. And it's just a waste of time to think that way. Instead, think, what can I do today to be faithful with my time, faithful with my body, faithful as a mother? That's such a good word right there. It really reminds me of the story of the loaves and fishes, right? The young boy who all he had were just a few loaves and a couple fishes. And Jesus was like, hey, that's enough. I know it doesn't feel like very much. I know it doesn't feel like you have this big, huge abundance of results to give, but this is enough. Just see what I can do with this, what miracle I can do if you just simply show up and you're faithful with the few things. So friend, whatever season you're in, If you're in the thick of it with little ones or you're before that point or after that point, I think that truth just always remains the same. Just focus on honoring God with what you have today. All right, friend, I am going to leave it there. I cannot wait to be back with you again next week. And until then, be strong. 